Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Darren Orchowski, the global co-head of Allen & Overy's technology practice and a partner in the Silicon Valley office focusing on M&A and technology transactions. Hi, Darren. How are you? Hey, Ari. Good to be talking with you here today. It's my privilege. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So tell us about your background and your practice at Allen & Overy. So I am the co-head of Allen & Overy's technology industry practice. And as part of that, I oversee a global practice that covers a lot of specialties that you would expect, things from M&A to IP to litigation. And then in addition, as you noted, when I'm focusing on the work that I do myself, I'm primarily doing, I'm doing deals, M&A, technology transactions, things like that. How will the firm's integration of Harvey increase the efficiency of your work and how will it benefit your clients? It's interesting when you look at Allen and Overy, we're a global law firm. We have over 3000 lawyers and we're in more than 30 countries around the world, right? Over 40 offices. And so with that, we have a lot of diversity of thought, a lot of diversity of practices, and we can really think holistically how we use technology to create efficiencies in our practice. And this is across all the different specialties. So for example, a litigation group may use these technologies in a different way than a transactional group would. When we look at new technology, it's really about solving inefficiencies and processes. Where there's an inefficiency, what we wanna do is we wanna see if we can deploy technology to make it go faster. And then with that, maybe change the way we deliver our services. And I think like a lot of large law firms, that's how we're looking at figuring out right now, how can we use this technology? What types of transactions are most inefficient and how are you using Harvey to address that? Well, look at different things that lawyers do. So for example, if you have a large transaction, it usually happens in a couple of steps. Maybe your transaction starts by drafting a short document, such as a non-disclosure agreement. Maybe there's a term sheet. There might be the initial draft of some agreements. There might be some comparisons of the language in those agreements. And then that's how you work towards getting a deal. There's also due diligence. And then due diligence takes a bit of time. So if you have tools that can create some efficiencies there, you won't want to look at those things. So for us right now, I think it's early days with this technology. You know, we've been looking at a couple of different uh, artificial intelligence solutions to use in our practice. But right now, I think we're looking at what I would say is research, review, drafting type of solutions. Are you finding the use of these applications to be concentrated among certain individuals in certain roles or in certain generations? We've seen pretty widespread use. So we've had about 3,500 individuals in the firm using the technology. We've had about 190,000 queries, kind of you know, people using the tool to, to really kind of make their lives a little easier. And I think those are the different ways that we're applying it and looking at the technology's usage. Now, I was saying before, research, review, and drafting. I think right now, a lot of the things that we're seeing are in the, the research and drafting types of solutions. What broader impact do you see beyond these initial tasks in legal? Well, I think it's early days. I think this technology right now is um, view it like a child, right? And we have to educate the child. We have to give it uh, training. We have to expose it to data sets. It has to learn uh, agreements. And so 
Harvey is a solution that we're working with right now. Uh, and, and there's been a lot of talk in the industry about Harvey. And what's nice is that Harvey is a starting point that's focused on legal. So from there, we can kind of train it up to do more of what's specific to our business. Now, where we go from here, Ari, is going to be interesting because like any new technology, once you've identified those use cases or those inefficiencies I was talking about, then you have to figure out how you actually deploy it. So maybe we'll see people in the future create uh, software technology solutions that they license the clients externally. Maybe people will go a different route and then they will start to use the technology internally to just be more efficient in the service that they were otherwise providing. And I think we've seen examples of this in the industry. So for example, there were certain solutions that would generate certain documents like term sheets. Some law firms chose to put those up on their website. Some didn't, but some of those other law firms chose to use it as an internal tool. So there's different ways to go to market. Is there an expectation by clients, especially what I imagine are the clients that you serve, that you would be on the cutting edge using applications like these to support your work? I think so. As a leading law firm globally, clients look to us to to really take advantage of technology and come up with ways to be efficient uh, in the partnership that we have with our clients, right? It's a team effort, whether we're litigating or doing deals to kind of get to a result and get the job done. I think right now with the solutions that are there, again, it's early days, but I think we have to look at a couple of variables, right? One is trust. Is the technology providing reliable and accurate answers or analysis? Is the coverage of, of what's being looked at current? That's always really important to lawyers and clients. I think the second thing is, can the technology be used responsibly by lawyers, right? Lawyers are regulated. We have ethical and client confidentiality obligations to consider. So that's another point. And then security, right? Right now, a lot of these solutions are coming up as what I would say is artificial intelligence as a service. So just like any cloud solution that you might use, you have to really think from the point of you typing in a request and that going into a system or a technology stack, is there a sufficient security around that if you're using a third-party solution and part of your technology stack before the answer gets returned, right? So you need confidentiality throughout the entire process. And so those three things are being looked at. And only when the industry has gotten confidence that it can be trusted, that it is secure, and it can be used responsibly by lawyers, then I think we'll have a much greater speed of adoption. So how should legal teams balance that use of a, a tool like Harvey or any other kind of AI platform with their legal talent and professional talent that has historically managed these matters? I think that's a great question, Ari. Um, right now, it's not a lawyer replacement. And I think that's the fear that a lot of people have is that uh, people are just going to type something in online and all of a sudden it's going to solve all your legal needs. That's really not what it's capable of doing at this point. It's an efficiency tool. And what it will allow for is lawyers to do the same tasks that they have been doing, but to do them faster and perhaps get a first draft done you know, quicker, which will save time. And that's, I think, a lot of the uses that we're seeing to the point I raised before. It's a lot of drafting and kind of initial research questions. If you think about it, I think we all have this moment when we have a project and we're looking at the computer screen and it's kind of the blinking cursor moment and you're asking, where do I start? I think these tools are a good way to get a rough first draft together. But this is where the legal training and the smarts and the skills of the lawyer have to come into play because... You take that draft, you correct it because there are sometimes inaccuracies that come back and then you fine tune it using the legal training that you have. You mentioned this idea of being replaced. How should lawyers 
and many legal professionals adapt their skills to be complementary to rather than replaced by generative AI. There's a lot of instances in our industry where we've seen technology solutions over time, and none of them have replaced lawyers. They've changed the way that lawyers work, right? And I think that is what we're going to have to look at here. A couple of examples along the way. I think there were tools that came out that I was referring to before that would allow you to draft uh, legal documents of some form, right? Lawyers are obviously still working and using those tools in different ways, and they haven't been replaced. Another really good example is, you know, I'm old enough to kind of highlight this, but online legal research. That was a huge shift. Uh, it did not replace lawyers. We still have uh, lawyers that are doing the research, but they're doing it in a much more targeted and efficient way because of those tools. And in fact, we have more lawyers now than we had, you know, when, when that technology came online. So I think that's, go that's going to be the case. And again, back to what I was saying before, we have to test it against these variables of trust, security, and responsible use and then figure out, and it'll be different maybe for, for every law firm, do you create external solutions that go to clients? Do you use it internally? And then you figure out where you get those efficiencies. But again, it's an efficiency tool in my mind, not a replacement. How do you see Harvey evolving within legal and, and corporate work in the future? People are gonna look at how they how they deploy these types of solutions, right? It's not just Harvey. There, there are different technology solutions that we can bring to bear. And I think the really interesting thing is going to be, will law firms put external software as a service solutions out there? And then perhaps the law firms will have different solutions that the clients will pick among just like they do with other you know, software applications. And that'll be interesting to see. And then ways that people work internally may change as well. So for example, whereas like some corporate legal departments or law firms might rely on legal assistance or people providing different services to get a first draft of something together, they might go to a tool like this to get a first draft. Or it might be that those business professionals, whether they're in marketing or in another function, they use tools like this to make their job efficient. So the efficiency should kind of go all the way through the system to reach a quicker result, regardless of what your task is at the law firm or the in-house legal department. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Darren Orchowski, the global co-head of Allen & Overy's technology practice and a partner in the Silicon Valley office focusing on M&A and technology transactions. Darren, thanks so much. Hey, thanks for having me, Ari. Good topic, great conversation. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.